Happy birthday to you. That's right. It's Nick's birthday Happy today. Happy birthday yeah. to you. What are you, like 15 now? I wish that I could fly way up in the sky like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. I wish that I could fly way up in the sky like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. Oh, I might just try. Hey, everybody, RC Alienation version 2.0. I am Dan, and I'm in a really pissy mood tonight. Just thought I'd start things off the right way. The right way. With me is Jake. Hey, Jake, what's going on? What's happening? Nothing good. And also, too, Nick is with us again. How's it going, everybody? See, the thing is, is I don't really want to tell you guys what I've been up to because it so coincides with what we're going to talk about tonight that I kind of want to leave it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave what I've been doing until after the news. And we'll kind of go that way. So what have you two been up to this past week? What have you been doing, Nick? Uh, a little bit of wrenching. Got a new got a new whiplash kit sitting here, so I'm getting that thing all put together. Hopefully get it all shooken out tomorrow for the big fun fly next weekend. You gonna yeah. let me fly that thing? Sure. Wait till you hear wait till you hear about the last week for me anyway. <laughs> but you might think twice about that. No, 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 no. We'll we'll get it. Now let's see, I got my Getting the seven hundred all dialed in with the night with the night stuff for some little bit of night fly shenanigans going on next weekend. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Past that, uh, we've actually had a pretty decent break in the weather. It's been nice. A little bit of flying in there. Nothing crazy. Trying to keep everything in one piece. So are you gonna have any flames of any kind coming off your helicopter? No. No. <laughs> you don't you don't wanna draw attention to my flying oh <laughs> can i shoot like paintballs or you can spud? do whatever the hell you want dan can i bring a bb gun paintballs would be better no you You'd just probably have I, a better chance of hitting it <laughs> you just said i could do whatever i wanted so i'm thinking 12 gauge shotgun uh, oh go big right <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> at least nice. 12 gauge if you're gonna hit it make it count <laughs> maybe stop off and pick up a 50 caliber machine gun or something. There we go. <laughs> that might draw a little bit of attention to the fun fly. It might. It might. So, Jake, what have you been up to? Or are you done? Did you, you, you been doing anything else, Nick? I kind of cut you off there. No, that's good. No, I think that's really, that's it. Just kind of trying to get, you know, it's finally starting to be springtime around here. Yeah. So getting the, getting the travel trailer already, going through that whole, you know, beginning of the spring slash summer routine. Me, you mentioned to me in an email or a text in the middle of the week that you were going to try to get in touch with somebody down in that Othello area that might be able to shed some light on the who's, what's, ifs, and why's about that fun fly. Did you find out any information about it? You know, I sent off two PMs and have yet to get anything back, yeah, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm sad to say that I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I'm just going to show up 
And if there wasn't one, then there's going to be. That's right. Well, <laughs> if no one else shows up, at least me, you, Dieter, and Matthew, and Ed will be there. Yeah. So that's yeah, really no, all that matters. I mean, I know that it's going on. <laughs> Everybody's been talking about it. Yeah, I yeah. just apparently have not got in touch with the right people or those right people have been away. Well, I heard that um, if you if you would take a shower, they might be more inclined to get in touch with you. And, I was trying to think of the most gentle way to put that, lay that out to you, but. So once a month isn't cutting it. Whether you need it or not, it's just not cutting it, man. I would at least shoot for every two weeks. What? That's a good goal. That's a good goal. That's that's where I would head if I was you. So much pressure. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good goal. So, Jake, what have you been up to? And um, I know you're going to lay some incredibleness on me because you told me that you couldn't really talk about it until we started recording. So, What's going on? You ready for this? I'm ready, dude. What's up? You ready? I'm ready. No, I got nothing. No? It, It rained all week. That was a big. That was a big uh, letdown. Uh huh. Bet your wife says that to you a lot. <laughs> On occasion, it does happen. You know. That's it. <laughs> no, so I, I. Are you um, done yet? Are you done yet? It, it rained most of the week, so I didn't get any flying in until today. I got a couple flights in. Yeah. I almost crashed. It was cool. Almost. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So my second goblin showed up. So I'm working on that right now, actually. Yeah. So you're, you're going to hear me setting tools down on my glass desk. I'm sorry, so, it's going to happen. You know, while, while it's still fresh in my mind, and we just kind of had that little sexual innuendo thing there, there there's one thing I got to add to that. Okay. Do, do you want to know the worst thing a guy can ever hear? I'm waiting. Do you or don't you? I don't know if I really want to hear this. <laughs> are you, lay it on me, Dan. Are you in yet? <laughs> I've actually heard that come out of a tent. Oh, my God. I kid you not. Not your tent, though. Yeah, somebody else's. Yeah, somebody else's tent. Uh huh. I had this friend this one time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So anyway, enough of that. So that's all that's going on with you, Jake. Yeah, that's it. I don't believe you. Well, what else you want? I don't. Hey, I want the truth, man. I don't know. My son's sporting a goblin hat now. He likes it. Do I have to reach to the internet and beat it out of you, or what? No, that's it. That's all I got. I have a new goblin. I have two now. Oh, you're just going to gloss over that part. Yeah. It's here. You you have it. You physically have it. Here, it's next to me. I'm working on it right now. (sighs) You you suck. Yeah, Yeah, I do. You're a goblin hog. You're a goblin pig. How's that sound? Goblin pig. Well, this (laughs) has the the new fuselage and tail boom with the little stripes. Oh, did you guys hear about the uh, goblin that blew up in... uh, Jamie Robertson was flying a goblin at May Day. He was flying somebody's goblin and had a boom strike. Uh-oh. Toasted the helicopter. Apparently, that same helicopter earlier in the day had been clocked at 134 miles an hour. Wow. So, wow. Anyway, apparently, the haven't got any real details on it. Uh, I guess I guess it did have the, what, 100 and what is it, 68? Whatever the, whatever the measurement is required, it had. Oh, so they had they were yeah. aware of that and yeah. made necessary adjustments. Had been made, yeah. So Interesting. That's unfortunate. Yeah, well, it happens. Yep. Keep track of your so, head, So, I warned you guys, I'm not in a good mood. And I'm going to tell you this before we get going. Logic and reason will get you nowhere with me tonight. 
<laughs> just, nowhere. No, I'm just telling you that right no. now. So just fair warning. We'll just leave it at that. Nowhere. I will get you to smile and laugh by the end of the episode somehow. I doubt that. I'll put it in your ear if I have to. I I've, already, I've already been smiling and laughing. Are you, are you kidding? Okay. All righty. Oh. Well, what do you guys think? think? Think it's time to hit some news? Let's do it. You know what? Before we get news, I sure miss Rob. Because, I miss Rob. Because where's the bumpers? You know what I mean? Where's the the cool news of the quadrant? <laughs> news of the decade. Anyway, let's hit some news. Go ahead, Jake. Set us up. News of the crazy Nick guy. Yep. Still creepy. Yep. Yep. Every time. <laughs> All right, so I, I got this new trick today. Yeah, what's up? Um, I did a tail stand. Yeah. And the tail went about three inches into the dirt. Oh, man. Well, you know that stuff happens, but you know there's a solution to those kind of problems. So all you need to do, dude, is go to www.helipros.com, and they will have the parts you need. Because it's sounding like you're flying kind of hard, and Helipros has the parts. Already there. Alrighty, news. What do we got for news? Well, I've got some breaking news. Breaking news. Just yeah. in. Break, Just yeah. in. Where's your little where's your little music for that, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not really breaking news. I'm just in a bad mood. That's my news. What do you got? Um I <laughs> I absolutely I caught you off guard there, didn't I? You were thinking what? I was gonna go off on some news, but I caught you drinking yeah, there. Yeah, right? you did. You're just yeah. in one of those. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Handled. Uh, Smack Talk. <laughs> Bert and Bobby, they absolutely killed it with this little <laughs> freaking vehicle that they got. They I saw did that. some graphics. Yeah. On the yeah. Outside. I did see that. Yeah. And on the top of it is Chicken Wing. <laughs> I saw that. Flipping everybody off. I love it. So, Bert and Bobby, I know you guys are listening. You killed it, baby. Yeah. You absolutely killed it. I, I was laughing <laughs> for quite a while on that one. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty cool little car. I, I mean, I would never. You would never catch me in a car like that. It's like Jake's toy car. My toy car. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But nonetheless, I guess you know if you don't have a need for a truck, and uh, you know you live in the city, I suppose. Useful. I have considered actually getting something like that just for, because for I, I drive to back and forth to different fields all the time trying to get around, stretch it out a little bit. And for one person just hauling a couple helis, it would be very nice. Yeah. Just haven't, uh, haven't done it yet. But oh, so okay. So last episode we were talking about the new um, Alliance new 700E coming out. Mm-hmm. They have pictures out and all of our speculations were correct. Got yeah. the DFC head, director swash from the servos, got the HV servos in it, um, that uh, the new little pitch slider deal that they got, uh, the 750MX motor, and uh, third bearing on the main shaft. So there's some pictures up with Alan holding it. He's been flying it a little bit. So, so yeah. a line's made in Taiwan, right? Yeah. Okay, so... Does millimeter in Taiwan equal the same as millimeter in the United States? If by all means should. Okay. I was just wondering. Should. Should. When I was building this 600, 
last week, it was calling for these measurements that were just 15 and 20 millimeters off. So I'm just, I was just wondering if there was a, you know, a translation difference <laughs> or something, or maybe millimeter in, in, in Taiwanese is like a millimeter and a half here in the States <laughs> or, or less or whatever. I don't know. Not to interrupt, but I just thought I'd interject that. They're That's just right. rough estimates. <laughs> yes. Well, guidelines. Yeah. That far off. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I guess I'm used to building quality <laughs> helicopters. My bad. Uh, uh, so, XFC, uh, they got the dates up. June 15th to 17th. Looks, I know a lot of guys have been uh, training and getting ready for that, putting together their routines. Uh, 10th anniversary. Well, you know, I was going to go to that, but I just decided to give everybody else a chance. Yeah? Yeah, you I should. just... I should go. Well, I was going to enter, but... I just who else is going to show me up? Well, I don't know. I just, I just, I can't. You know, you got to let somebody else win it eventually, don't you? Yeah, yeah. good sportsmanship. Yeah, there you uh, go. Thanks for passing the torch. <laughs> so who's going to that? Jake, you going to go there? XFC. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? I'm winning. Yep. So Revco has got um, a new line of batteries called Thor. I guess it's like a Underlayer division of volts. Um, yep, they their big marketing thing is they're gonna, a true C rating, right? Which I'm gonna I'm gonna hop the train. I'm gonna get on the train. They talk about those other manufacturers that are not upholding their true C ratings, and and that's their whole like marketing pitch with these Thor batteries, right? Really, I mean. It's they're a division of volts, right? So are they basically saying that, that we lied? We lied to you on the volts. We marking? lied to you before, <laughs> but now we're coming back and putting a different label on the same batteries, right? And then you're gonna love it. As a person who has volts batteries, I can tell you, I will never own another volts battery. I, I'm partial to agree with you. Yep. I was so disappointed. And I was defending them because they were holding up great. But I'm telling you what, as soon as they hit about 40 cycles, yep. yep. And the IR just 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 skyrockets. It just skyrocketed. Puff the magic light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just got a good kick out of that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe they kind of went back. I guess it's always fair to give somebody a second chance. You know, maybe they kind of learned their lesson, came back, couldn't do it under the Volt's name. Brought it up under a different name just to give someone, you know, a different taste on their tongue, if so, you will. Let me give you guys, since we're talking about batteries, I know here locally uh, a retired uh, electrical uh, electric. <laughs> <laughs> a dude that does electrical stuff. <laughs> electrical engineer. And this guy has patents. And he used to do, heli- he used to do, he designed measurement devices for full-scale helicopters and he he was he ran teams in various companies he loves to test stuff he loves to test he he'll he buys like 10 motors from hobby king to test them just to see if like they're lying he buys he buys servos to test them just to see if they're lying he just likes to test stuff he likes to test stuff so we are going to get three undisclosed batteries at this point i'm not going to tell you which brands but they're going to be brands that people are touting and uh-huh. and batteries that are 
Well, first of all, for my interest, batteries that I think are good. And we are going to take, and he's going to take them and put them through their paces. He is then going to come on the show, tell us his methodology and his results. Nice. How cool is that going to be? Sounds great. That's awesome. And also, too, he is going to test a couple servos. He's going to put up some very high-end servos against some respectively lower cost servos. And he's going to tell us what he finds there as well. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Have you noticed that trend? Kind of lately, it seems like the last three, four months. Seems like people are just kind of tired of the marketing crap, quite frankly. Well, there are a few batteries out there that I feel are very trustworthy in their marketing. And there are some that are just absolute ridiculous. We'll say a few. Should we? I guess I don't give a shit. I feel that OptiPower, I feel that uh, that uh, they really are upfront about yeah. their testing. No, I think, well, so far the OptiPowers that I have are working really nice, but, I mean, I don't have a whole ton of flights on them either. So Now, Jake, are you putting them, are you putting the IR information through and measuring them like at 72 degrees and and using that whole formula? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no. We'll have to check no, I just out. check it from, you know, flight to flight or whatever. I just check it to make sure that, you know, see where things are. But, you know, and, and um, I also am going to get try to get my hand. Well, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy a uh, spider battery and see what's going on there. You know, I've always wondered about them because they, I mean, it just, it seemed every single person that has bought them has had nothing but great things to say about them. I don't know if I've ever come across a negative word about them. And but check, yet, for some odd reason... You want to know why? You, know, just, you want to know why? Yeah. Because they didn't slap a 60, 65, yeah. 90C sticker on there, dude. I would mm-hmm. love, I would absolutely love. Like, I mean, in, so in my whiplash, I'm flying the Gen Z's 5300s, the 30Cs. Mm-hmm. And I've kept track of the IR. I've gone through, I've done the math on them. According to the IR ratings, they are a true, I think it was 33 C-rated battery. So I've had great luck with them so far. That spider has been one of the ones that I have really tossed back and forth going, God, I just I just need to do it. I just yeah. need to pull the trigger on it and, and do some back-to-back testing. Well, I would absolutely love to. We are going to get, I am going to buy these batteries respectively and give them to my buddy. Uh, I don't know how long it'll take him. It'll probably be something he does more when the weather starts to break, you know, it gets colder again. So it's probably going to be a while because, you know, it's flying season. He doesn't want to be, you know, that's those are the kind of projects he likes to do in the winter when he can be in his little shop and do all that testing. But, uh, I just, you know, like we, when we had the conversation with Dave, you know, just put the rating on there, the real rating. I mean, you know, people just yeah. buy the big numbers just because it says it. Yep. Yeah. So eventually, hopefully, the truth comes out, though. And that seems to be kind of the trend lately is that people are, you know, starting to wise up. All of that real hardcore information is getting out to the well, general public. And also, now. too, did you notice, you know, when the Gen Zs came out with their higher C rating batteries, did you notice that the price kind of corresponded with that higher C rating? Yeah, and I haven't had anyone really. I mean, everyone has said, "Oh, yes, they feel better." Which what does that mean? I mean, 
Yeah, exactly. So it's what? It's really a, a 35C battery instead yeah. of a 30C? You can't quantify that feels better. That doesn't no. mean anything. I want hard numbers. Right. And I, I did a lot of research going on RC groups and in that thread, you know, where a couple of those guys started it, you know, figuring out these formulas. And I apologize for not being armed with that information. What? Right on the, I know, totally dropped them all right <laughs> on the fly. But it, it was really interesting. And I, I got into it. Uh, ran ran that information by with with my uh, my information bank. I've got a really sharp friend. This guy's yeah. He he forgets more in a day than all of us know put together. Yeah. He's an aerospace engineer, and he did all the math on it. Said, "Yep, everything jives." So it was it was really interesting to to learn about that and to finally be able to again for the average public to with a lot of these chargers that are out there test their batteries and then be able to say here's what it's really putting out All right and it just seemed to uncover this big well, you know well here's another thing that uh andy hinton brought up brought up and you know and i don't really i'm not real familiar with electric helicopters especially the bigger ones but a lot of people overestimate and this is kind of running off memory from what andy told us they actually overestimate the actual draw from their that their helicopters take right mm -hmm. they might have these short little spikes of whatever right amps but they're not it's the, the the actual consistent draw is actually fairly low correct yeah you know they just so anyway that's another discussion we'll have to take that one up here got any more news yeah let's see what else we got? so next on the plate uh links i thought they kind of fell Disappeared for a while, but they're coming back. Uh, they're looking for team pilots. So I guess if you're rocking some of their stuff, they've got some new new products out. Um, they are, are officially announcing that they would like to find some team pilots, some people to represent them. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. So, yeah, try and get in touch with them. Let's see. Uh, team at lynxheli.com. Let them know what you got, what you're flying. And uh, see if they can't get you hooked up a little bit. So what do they offer? I know they do tools, but aren't they just like a uh, upgrade? Yeah, they're type? an upgrade company, absolutely. Yeah. They've they've got just real kind of random, uh, quite random stuff to be. Do they got frank. upgrades for my airhog? <laughs> uh, no airhog upgrades. Oh. They haven't expanded into that. You know that, my, that pristine that realm. Airhogs get no love. They get no love. None. None. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some news. My dog either shit or farted. I can't. I don't know which one it is. Wow. Oh, man. Poor you have doggy. officially gone that low, people. <laughs> I, I swear to God, man. It, all of a sudden, I'm going like, <laughs> and I'm looking over at my dog, and he's standing by the door, and I'm like, dude. I know you're getting old, but you have your own door, so there, there's the the two minute rule. <laughs> if it's still there after two minutes, you have the answer to your question <laughs> on which one he did. <laughs> <laughs> so Thunder Tiger has revamped the almighty E three twenty five with a V two fly barless version. Is that like uh, the Titan? What the hell is it? Yes. That? Yeah, the mini Titan E three twenty five. I guess they made a fly barless version of it. Yeah, I don't really have much. Yeah, to say I was, I was gonna. I was. I was. Gonna, I was in my mind. I was yawning. 
So uh, I know I, I felt guilty <laughs> not saying something. It's kind of like, hey, Dan, did you know? Now here's some really good. This will help get you through the week. Okay. All right. All right. Did you know that you can hop on your uh, favored real flight sim? Nice. Download the update. Okay. Drive around in a freaking airboat with an alligator as a co-pilot. <laughs> I did not know that. I should you Easter know. egg or what? <laughs> I don't know. They got this update out. Um, I, I guess part of the cool section of the update is that you can record your own engine sounds. So you can input some of your own motor noises, which <laughs> I, motor I know. I'm I mean, I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm trying to give it a fair shot, but it's, it's like really. I mean, really. Yep. I I probably could have got along just fine, never knowing that. But thanks, just the same. Yeah. No, I know, and now you can. They they put all this effort into. <laughs> Into creating this section where you can literally drive around in an airboat with uh, a this creepy looking alligator as a co-pilot, and yeah, thank you, Real Flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my hey, god! Hey, Goblin Jake, you ah. can get some seriously bright lime green frames for your Goblin now from Fusuno. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think I need them. <laughs> It doesn't need to be more are obvious they, in the are air. Are they G10s or are they carbon yeah, fiber? Yeah, they're G10. Why would you do that? Why would you put G10 frames on your goblin? I think That's it's the- probably for the person who just totally decks it and then realizes, oh my God, this is expensive to fix. Yeah. And then they can, because it's lime green, right. they can put it on there and say, oh, dude, it's an upgrade. So it's a shelf for those like Jake. It's like for the shelf queen guys. Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm such a shelf queen. <laughs> That's the only thing I blew tonight. I didn't even bother taking the 500 out. That's because that 500 is a piece of shit. And I'll get, in, I'll get into that too, by the way. <laughs> it's like a traffic light now. Yeah. Um, uh, and the line's got their three. Okay, so this is a weird deal. A 3GX MR. It's like this middle teeny little teeny micro version of the 3GX. Yeah. For what? And For includes like- an FHSS receiver, which is Futaba compatible. Right. Okay. So they're they're putting this out there for like the 450 and the 250. So it's kind of like a lines version of the 7200 BX, except uh-huh. they said, except for well, it's a piece of shit 3GX. There is that minor detail. <laughs> <laughs> Send the hate mail to Jake, all you 3GX users out there. <laughs> yeah, I got two ads for you. Lock I laughed. Out. Send it to me. <laughs> now you it's won't so lose mean. any signal as the tail twitches randomly. <laughs> <laughs> and it tries to tip over on spot. I told you I was going to get on the train tonight. It's just, it happens. Yeah. It just happened. It's your fault, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's always oh, dance. Okay, I'm good. Ball. Go carry you, it. You got all the news, do you? That's yeah. It was a pretty. It was a pretty sad week. That's all right. How about up. you, Jake? You got any news? Did your testicles um, drop yet? I got a new goblin. <sighs> we know that. Already. <laughs> when you get yours, you know what? Break. What? It's becoming too trendy to own a goblin, so I just don't think I see. His it next goblin. telly is the Whippy Gasser. 
Actually, I, I do have. What about the um that that seven fifty, the Rush seven fifty? I've been seeing a lot of that lately. No details, but there's a lot of pictures of it. You know what? I would be half willing to give that helicopter a shot because I am impressed with the design of the Fusion fifty. I think that's fair. Absolutely. And so I think that the thought that was put into that design has to have been put into that Rush 750. Has to have if been. Not, if not more. Yeah, exactly. Because he has something to prove now, right? You betcha. So we're, all the luck, Charlie. I mean, I really do hope that takes off, buddy, because, man, you know, it, it just... It, 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 the, the nice thing about that, too, is it's just a dude, right? Just a dude yeah. that wanted to put something back into the hobby. It's not a corporation. You know, it's not some big conglomerate, you know, that makes vacuums mm-hmm. and microwaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I really, I really hope that takes off. So we'll see. And it's unique. The design is unique. And that is something that you'll just hear me say over and over again. He didn't clone anything. So, he didn't copy anything. So what about, what is, is what again? I didn't quite hear that. It's unique. Did I you? mean, he, you can tell that no one else designed this helicopter. It is not a knockoff of any other heli out there on the market right now. Well, it has he a main shaft, doesn't it? He didn't steal. And it has boom support. Yeah. And it's got a main yeah. gear. It's got so a main gear. He copied somebody. Far. Just saying. He's got hey, it's got main blades. It's got blades, doesn't it? It's heli you're just being difficult. Give <laughs> a swift kick. Oh, dude, I'm just getting started. <laughs> this is the beginning. This is the beginning of the end. Yes. No, I think he I think he deserves some mad props. It no, takes I a think lot so of too. lot of balls to, to do that in you know, today, and, let, and I, let, I think me, it'll be cool. Yeah, and also, too, we are going to have Charlie on the show. Now, I've talked to him a few times, and we actually Ooh. had an interview scheduled with him a while ago, but something came up that I had to go and take care of, and and uh, he's just been so busy, because that was like the week before Birmingham, right? And that's just kind of the start of things. Mm-hmm. So just making, the, and, you know, making those connections, especially this time of year, is really <sighs> tough to do. You know what I hope he does? I'll get up on my soapbox for a second. I really, really hope that he gets that in the hands of Dan Reed. And uh, Dan Reed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a couple more a couple more pilots other than Austin. Yeah. Because yeah, that's just like the the textbook mistake of a lot of these companies out there. We're gonna give it to our one rock star guy. He's gonna test it. He says it's good. And then we're going to box it and ship it. And it's like, oh, well, what about this? Oh, well, 80% of the regular people out there don't fly like this. And, you know, this sucked to put together. But yeah, I just hope that he does that. I really you know, there's one thing that I think all these companies should do. Well, all these people who are making helicopters should do. They should make a point of it to find the right analytical person that isn't a top-rated pilot and just is an average flyer. Because, because regular people you need to know what they're going to do right when they build it absolutely because when you look at these guys that are pros your your Bobby Watts and your Burt Cameron Nick Maxwell all these guys they've put so many helicopters together that they mm-hmm. probably don't even open the manual yeah right they nope. build it and any crutch they come across it's just like oh yeah well they've all got one no right. biggie right. and they just go right by it and they get it done and get it fixed right. but that's not that's not what sells. That's not the average person. Right. I mean, I put together helicopters where one little thing 
pissed me off. Oh yeah, so bad. Oh, we're about to get into that. Yeah, oh, we're gonna go there. <laughs> we're going there tonight, boy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But these guys, they they're just so arrogant. It's like, well, I fly like so and so, so therefore it's gonna be. Right. Yeah, well, you suck because you can't make one that's put together easy. So. Right, right. Because that's that's you know that's ninety nine percent of the people who are buying those helicopters. The pros make yep. up such a small percentage of the. You know what I mean? So it's all about me and Jake and you and everybody that's listening to the show for the most part. That can some of them can fly. Some of you guys can really fly, but you you know this isn't this is a hobby for you. Yep. And you want something that's going to go together decently, not have any huge hiccups. And uh-huh. once you get it together, you know that you've got a solid machine. Not something that has to be modified or tweaked or, you know, you got to have such a, a working knowledge of this these particular electronics to get this thing to do what you want it to do. We are the people, Dan. <laughs> we, we are taking control. <laughs> right. We're the, what is that? We're the 99%. That's right. <laughs> Maybe we should go camp somewhere at Urcha. Yeah. Set up, a, set up a city, a tent city. S- smell like butt for smell, smell 30 like days. Butt. Smell like butt. Crookedhead, you got to go. You got to go. Because you are going to end up with the crookedhead going the other way in a minute. Bobby, I told you not to use that fuel, dude. Dude, that fuel was badass. My motor would looked awesome too. Man, that fuel up. is junk. You're That's junk. Why you're oh, anyway, you guys are listening to RC Haley Nation. This is Bird and Bobby <laughs> from SmackTalkRC.com. So anyway, we got done with the news. Jake's got a new goblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's old news. What color is it? Green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Green. For now. Sorry. So this past week, guys, here's here's what I've been up to. Now, now i got to be kind of careful because I know Ed is going to be listening to this. And I don't want Ed – Ed, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I've thoroughly enjoyed helping you, trying to get you through uh, these, these initial stages of the hobby. And um, – uh, but it's t- – it's really wearing on me, and I, that doesn't mean I, 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 I uh, am resentful or I want to stop doing what I'm doing, but I've been working on helicopters for the past two weeks, and I probably have only got five flights on, and I bet you I've spent 60 hours at the flying field. So, look, you know, I was excited when, when Ed showed up, and this is kind of what we're going to talk about, guys. We're going to talk about... Um, learning, getting to that point when you do find somebody to help because you every, we all want to share the hobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's why we're here because we understand the greatness of this hobby and we want to help anybody we can partake of it, no matter what we have to go through to do it. Ed shows up at the field, and I've kind of mentioned this a little bit, but I'm going to kind of recap a little bit. Ed shows up at the field. He's got an SR-120. He's been flying it for maybe two months. Three months, and he's he's bought a five hundred, and um, you know he had the run in with the <laughs> local hobby shop where they essentially just oh you need this 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 and kicked him out of the door and expected him to they kind of do his screwed thing. him yeah yeah when he didn't get the first helicopter built right he went back to him and they charged him another seventy five dollars to 
basically not do anything. Because when I got the helicopter, it was flying horribly. The tail was all over the place. It was just a mess. So we got it all figured out. It was flying great. Uh, started buddy boxing Ed, and he was making tremendous progress. As of a week and maybe three days ago. But then he crashed the 500. And we, <laughs> we've been having so many problems with this. I've been texting t uh, Jake and Nick and um, trying, you know, asking questions. Let me just do a quick run through of what we've done to this 500. Okay, first of all, it's got, we've got a video on YouTube. And you can see in the video that the, it's kind of hard to see with the video. The, the disc is, is level, perfectly level. It gets to a higher head speed and it starts to dip to the front and to the right. We, we tried everything. And let me just give you a quick run through of what we've tried. We've, we've tried to reset the beast X different, you know, re, you know, reposition it different size foam replaced every bearing in the helicopter, main bearing, thrust bearing, uh, torque tube bearing, put a whole new tail on it, put two different beast X units on it, put two different radios on it. We have put new spindle shafts in it. The whole thing is basically rebuilt, still does the same thing. The only thing we didn't replace was a servo. So I decided to swap the pitch and aileron servo, and now it's tipping back and down. So anyway, we're going to get a new servo and try from there. That's just one of the problems that we've been dealing with, and that took like five days. So then the oh, six, you solved it. Well, we don't know yet because we got a new servo. Well, you made progress. Yeah. So I think right. I think a new servo is going to solve the problem. Don't know yet. It's we'll find out. It's like you're headed in the right direction. Yeah, we'll find out when the servo gets here Monday. <laughs> so uh, that's the first problem. That that took a few days of rebuilding, and then we get the 600 going. He got a 600, uh -huh, uh -huh. and um, it on initial spool up. Just just the tail just went nuts. It started. I mean, I think the gain was set too high or something, right? But before I could get the things slowed down the head speed slowed down on throttle hold it tipped a little and broke a blade not a big deal right yeah so we did get it we did we did have to uh we had to replace the link uh, a head leak popped and and uh went into another region somewhere <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday yesterday we get it i get it flying we have it on video it's a four-minute hover. It's smooth as silk. I mean, it's it's just awesome. And then right towards the end of the flight, I'm bringing it back down. And I noticed I saw the tail start to vibrate bad. So I went to put it down on the ground, and it just imploded on itself. That was my mistake. Here's what, what I did. Happened? What'd you do? I don't, I'm not proud of this. <laughs> or what didn't you do? What I didn't do, and I've, I'm guilty of it because I've done it before, but got away. I got away with it. I did not make sure all the servo horn screws were in. Yeah, so the horn popped off the servo. I told Ed that's completely my mistake. I got I ordered new parts for the crash. Not it wasn't a big deal. Set of blades. I had to set of blades already for it. And I ordered some extra stuff. So that was yesterday. That, that really put a nice damper on the day. Because, see, we were hoping that he could fly that thing all weekend. 
So today, uh, you know, I got everybody. Well, j- I told you guys I was getting my fusion last week. Remember, it showed uh-huh. up in the middle of the week. Uh-huh. I finally got it. Got it all put together. Um, ordered some remaining parts that we hadn't ordered yet. Uh, just link small things like a tail control rod. Those showed up this morning. Picked them up on the way to the field. Get out there, <laughs> dude. Put this thing. Finish putting it up. Set the set everything up. Put the thing in the air. Was in the air for 10 seconds, not even, and um, started drifting a little to the right, went to correct, and it just immediately aileroned right into the ground. And this was a bad crash because it had full power. I mean, it just powered itself into the ground. So that was today. So now I'm I'm pissed at this point, right? Because I'm... (laughs) I'm sitting there and I'm just, I, I remember I, after it crashed, I just literally, you know, in my scooter <laughs> and I just stared at it and Ed's like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And he's over there. He's unplugging the batteries and he's looking at it. And I'm just sitting there for five minutes, just staring at it. I'm like, I just, I'm, I'm in disbelief. Take it back into the trailer, start taking it apart. And I'm first thought is my mind. I'm selling this goddamn thing. I'm so tired of wrenching. That's True. I That's did. True. I did. I even text. Yeah. I text uh, Jake. I said, "That's it. This thing's gone. I'm going to stick with nitro." <laughs> right. Well, I've had a little bit of time to cool down from that. And uh, what I'm going to do? I got the parts on order. They'll be here. Um, what I'm going to do now is just get the parts, and I'm going to hand it to Nick when <laughs> we get to, <laughs> and I'm going to say, "Make this goddamn thing fly." So that, that's kind of the basis of of this feeling that I have right now. So to kind of recap the last two weeks, been at the field a lot, four or five times a day or a a week and Mm -hmm. maybe 10 flights over the course of two weeks. And tonight or earlier today, Jake was like, well, fly your 600. And I'm like, my confidence is completely shaken. I'm like, no, I don't want to fly it because I've I've crashed two helicopters on two maidens in two days. Right. Yeah, that is pretty rough. So I've got a I've got a a Vibe fifty off rebuild, which is essentially a maiden. It's almost a complete rebuild, brand new everything. And I'm like not sure I want to try to fly it. So this is a situation that a lot of people. I know that was a lot of background, but in this hobby, this is a situation that I think every we well I know I don't think we all face this situation at some point. Mm-hmm. This you know, is true. I really honestly felt like today, after that crash, I remember, and I've said it on the show a couple of times, there was a time when I first started in the hobby and I was crashing every day. I remember one day driving into my driveway, sitting in the driver's seat thinking, maybe this hobby isn't for me because I just was so fed up with the constant crashing. And I, and I don't, I'm not trying to say I'm crashing. Well, I am crashing a lot, but I'm not saying if I, if I could just go and fly, I'm like, if I, when I, th- if I think about going to the field tomorrow and just flying and not working on a helicopter, I, I'm excited for it to happen. Right. So it's not like I don't want to go, but I'm, a, I've got this overwhelming feeling that when I go there, something is going to happen and I'm just going to end up wrenching on that damn helicopter. And so I'm at this stage right now where I kind of feel like I need to step back from it for a little while. Not, you Take know, a chill pill. Not, you know, 
Stop going to, you know, take two, take a week off from going to the field. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just not worry about it. Just kind of relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to do that. Okay. So this is kind of a twofold thing because initially we were going to talk about what do we do when, when you find yourself helping somebody and you, and it kind of feels like that's what you're doing and you're not really there enjoying your hobby anymore. You're kind of there helping somebody else enjoy their hobby. Right. You know, where do you, where do you draw the line? When do you cut that apron string, so to speak? That's a good question. It really is. I mean, I, I've been in similar, similar situations and I still have people, you know, that have been like that. And, you know, I, they call me at once in a while and be like, Oh, I'm having this problem. What do I do? And yeah, you try and help them, but you can only help so much. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. And I, I know Ed's going to listen to this show and I don't want him to, I, I, I'm not complaining. I, I'm just analyzing the situation in the realization that there, there has to be a lot of people out there that have felt this way at some point in their, uh-huh. in their flying career. So I think everyone right. has been there that's, that spent some time in the hobby. You know, once you get past that year, a couple of years, once you're not that guy being helped, <laughs> I think yeah. it yeah. inevitably it happens to everyone. Yeah. And it's, it goes back to the old saying where you cannot pick someone up unless you are standing there with both feet on the ground yourself. And you, you draw that line when it's not fun anymore because it is a hobby. And you will downward spiral. Man, I have been there. I had a, a ball link break on an ENV. You know, we joked about it a couple episodes back where I re-kitted one in the backyard of my house on the maiden. Wasn't my fault. Didn't matter. I was absolutely just destroyed. I sat there in a hover. Wow, this thing's incredible. Boom. <laughs> Done. Yeah. There it was. I mean, wiped away just like that. I, I was devastated. Moved along to other things. Ended up putting one in. Maybe 15 flights later, re-kitted that one. It's like, really? I mean, can you really just make this any worse? And I had that exact thought. I just don't want to do this anymore. If I could just go out and fly and not fix and not wrench, everything would be okay. Mm-hmm. But. It's a part of the hobby. It sucks to say that. But, you know, I got through it. I didn't have anyone to ask. Right. Not a single person up here to ask. I mean, not one, except doing my own research and my own information. And it sucked. It was tough. But I made it. You know, I got past that point. I got to the point where I can troubleshoot stuff myself and fix my own helis, made my own helis, and fly my own helis. And I think at a certain point, it, it's our natural human instinct to want to help people. You know, just, man, you don't want to, because I don't want to see this guy go through the same shit that I did. Right. That sucked. I yeah. know how it felt. I mean, yep. that was a bad, bad day. And, and if I just help him, then he won't go through that. Well, no, that's not true. He's still going to go through it. And in the meantime, all that's going to happen is you're going to end up getting drugged down and now you have two of you in the gutters because he feels like crap right? because he knows that you, you have exerted every last bit of your energy 
on trying to get his stuff fixed, and then it's wiped out the fun and the hobby for you. So it took me a long time to really learn that. And, you know, now we have a bunch of heli pilots up in this area. We're getting ready to start, you know, to, to put in the proposal to get an AMA field up here. So it's grown huge. And I finally had to take a step back and just say, you know, I will help get you pointed in the right direction. But at a certain point, once it becomes not fun for me anymore, I'm sorry. Don't take it personal. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Because I think that's part of growing in this hobby. Yeah. If well, it was easy, yeah. we would fly planks. Right. Exactly. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> it is. That's absolutely true. That's it's absolutely just true. So well, let me just say this, though, too. And, and there's one thing about it that kind of makes me feel better about the whole situation is Ed wants to learn. I mean, he, you know, when we, when we were, when we were building the 600, you know, he wanted to have his hands on it. Right. But here's the, here's where it gets a little hairy is when, and and you mentioned, if you don't have both of your feet on the ground, you can't pick somebody up. Well, see, if I'm, if I'm trying to figure out why something isn't working and I don't know why it's really hard for me to try to remember that, that Ed's here with me and he uh -huh. wants to know what it is I'm doing, but I'm so Edify. focused. Yeah. I'm so focused on trying to figure things out that I, I, in my mind, I'm like, you know, you just need to get this figured out. So you don't have time to kind of explain coach. as yeah. you're doing it, what you're doing. You can't mm -hmm. coach troubleshooting. You right. really no. can't. No, not until it's done. Not until so, yeah. it's solved. Right. And I mean, then, that's why I was joking. I was, I wasn't really joking, but I was, I was serious when I said, you know, when you guys were talking about his 500 and I texted you and said, send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much that you can do. And then past that, it, it's a blunt point that I've gotten to where it's like, okay, check this. Okay. Yeah. Check this. Okay. Check that. Yep. You check that. Great. Send it to me. I'll send it back when it's fixed. And you know and what? And then I'll tell you what was wrong when with you, it. When you sent me that text, uh, when you told me that. The next day I was at the field and I knew that I had a few more, you know, we'll say tricks up my sleeve, thinking that maybe I could figure something out. I actually told Ed, I said, well, you know, the next step is to literally box this helicopter up and send it to somebody who can take another look at it with a new pair of eyes. That's the key, the new pair of eyes. I've had people walk up to me who've been flying for three months, walk up to my heli and be like, so how come that's supposed to be like that? And, you, you know, you've got this screw hanging out of the side. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. But it's it's the new set of eyes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I did that today. I was missing one part um, in this whiplash kit. And it, it's the same kind of situation. My little boy, I was watching my little boy today. He was having one of those, Dad, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, Dad, <laughs> Dad, one of those days, you know. And... And I thought, you know, I can get around this. I can go make this part. I have the skills. So we went down to the hardware store. We walked in the hardware store. Hey, Dad, I got to go pee. It's like, God damn it. You know, I just, <laughs> I couldn't, I could not focus enough to do what I know that I had the skill to do. So I wrote it off. I said, that's it. It's not worth it to me. This is a maiden on a heli. I need to have all my attention and my skill into it. We came home. We had a great day. I just wrote it off mentally, which sucks because, as you know, we have the fun fly next weekend. So I need to make sure and get this thing out, flown, and shook out before the fun fly. Right. 
the end of the day comes around, my wife comes home, they go off, do their own thing. I came downstairs and within five minutes of having peace and quiet and having that, that stress lifted off to me, I came up with a solution. I made the part, boom, everything's just fine. Yeah. So I, I wasn't in a spot to problem solve right then and there because I, I wasn't happy myself, if you will. Yeah. Well, and, and that, you know, it is such a tough situation because I, I really kind of have, I have this sense of responsibility when, you know, Fred's at the field, right? He, he's, he troubleshoots his own helicopters. Um, he, he figures he's been doing it a lot longer. Um, but, um, he's the other helicopter guy at our field, but Ed, you know, um, you know, he's, he's wanted these, he's, he wanted the helicopter, so he got it. And in the back of his mind, I know he, part of the reason why he was okay with doing that is because he knew that I was going to be there to kind of help him. And that's, that's great, right? That's awesome. Cause I had every intention of doing that and will continue to do that. So part of my problem, well, it's not really a problem. Part of the issue is I have this tremendous responsibility. If we're at the field and I don't want him to go home with a heli- with with a problem that we haven't solved. It's okay if we if he goes home and the helicopter isn't flying yet, but if the issue at hand isn't solved, it's like we've given up on it. But it's okay for you to go home with it? it well, if it were my <laughs> helicopter, if it were my helicopter, yeah, it would be okay. But it's not my helicopter. I don't know, it's a tough situation. I mean cuz I and the last the last thing uh, that I want Ed or anybody else to think that that I am getting to a point where I'm like dude I don't I don't even want to you know what I mean because that's not it at all right that's not it at all that's not what I'm feeling but I I dude I just want to go fly my helicopters right everyone runs out of gas man it just yes it happens it it so happens yeah and you have to be it's tough because I've always been that guy. I've always been that guy that was helping everyone. Oh, you got a problem. I mean, it was a challenge for me. I enjoyed solving the problems. Yeah. But then yes. at a certain point, you know, time goes by and you're like, wow, I've really, I don't even want to do this anymore. And then you have that one flight, you know, where you go out and you go out at the end of the day, you're like, ah, I guess, yeah, I should probably go fly. No one else is there. No one else shows up. And for me, I, I absolutely love electrics. I, I mean, I fly electric and nitro, but for me, it's the dusk flight with the nitro right at the end of the day because the air is dense, the air's heavy, you got some moisture in the air, the smoke just hangs right mm-hmm. on the deck in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you get that one flight where you just start, you get in your groove, you start throwing it around, you get all done, and it's like you can almost see the helicopter sitting there like a sprinter that's done with a race, just <laughs> and done at the end of the flight, and you're like, you know what? That did not sound like a sprinter at the end of a race, just saying. That, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> a really expensive phone call, something like that. Uh, but the point is that that's, that's what it's about. And yeah. once you have that moment, then you regain it and you get it all back and you can walk back up to that person and say, you know what? I want to help you more than anything, but 
I just, I've given it, I'm not giving up on the problem, but I'm saying that I need some personal recoup time yeah. before I come back and hit it again. And, and it, yeah. it never fails. They'll get it figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. Well, Sometimes you just have to fly for yourself. You know, and here's, yep. here's the deal. And I, I certainly, I know as Ed is listening to this, he's thinking, well, Dan, that's, you know, I, I want you to do that too. Cause he says to me all the time, he says, well, you should fly. And, but I'm like, oh, I'm too, I'm too focused on what, what we're doing right now. You know, I need to get this problem solved. And part of the problem, part of it is for myself, I want to get, you know, I, I don't want to admit defeat on a problem that I, by all rights, I shouldn't be having because all of my helicopters, except for the damn fusion today, right. Uh Are flying great. So I know that Ed would say that. And I know that if I told him that, he would say, absolutely, absolutely. You know, let's go watch you fly for a while. But it just comes down to that, that feeling, that responsible feeling. I I don't It, I it guess, grinds on you. It does. It grinds on you. And, and here's another issue with me. And Jake knows this well. And Rob knows this well. And Nick, you'll learn this well, too. And anyone who hangs out with me know, <laughs> knows this. I have this tendency, I have a tendency to get pissy and I know it, but it's nothing, it's never personal and it never, it never lasts long. Right, Jake? I mean, if I get pissy with you, it never lasts long, right? You get pissy mm-hmm. with me? <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> so I, you know, like, uh, you know, those who people who hang out with me know, understand that. And I recognize that and I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, you know, but it's it's just it's it's my it's part of my nat- nature. It's like I start to um, lose patience. Mm. And uh, when you add that on top of a hobby that is just painfully humbling, exactly. I have done a lot of stuff and accomplished you know more than my fair share, and yet every second that I come out and I think, yeah, yes. you got this, you the man, and then yeah. Boom. Yeah. You know, you pound one in and it's like. <laughs> so let me, let me add this though, just for Ed's benefit. Dude, this is, this is Dan's hang up. Okay. <laughs> this is these issues that we're talking about. This is, this is all on me. This has nothing to do with, you know, you hanging out and, you know, we're doing our thing and I'm trying to get you going. My, my ultimate goal is to just get those helicopters flying and get Ed in the air and get him buddy boxed to where he's comfortable enough to take it on his own. I have no doubt that when, as, as he is in the hobby, he's going to learn how to do these things and he's going to be on his own and we're just going to be flying and he's going to be fixing at home and we're going to be flying. Right. Right. So it's my thing. It it is totally my character flaw. And and you guys thought I was perfect. You guys thought I was perfect. Being a good person. I I plugged my ears. I did not hear that. <laughs> so it's the only compliment y'all are No, I, I I have thoroughly enjoyed Ed's company and uh I I, I know it's I'm making it I just need to make sure he understands because I know he's gonna listen. And uh you know, cause he tells me all the time how silly I sound. <laughs> you do sound pretty silly. <laughs> so, no, it's it's a lot of fun. So anyway guys I guess kind of the moral of the story is we all go through this phase and I'm definitely in the middle of one of those phases right now. I'm going to take a bit of time because I actually at the fun fly next week, I don't want to end up just drinking beer all weekend and not flying. No. <laughs> so 
Uh, and the good thing about it too is if we are still struggling with some of these issues, which I expect they're going to be, except the fusion, I literally am not going to do anything with the fusion. Uh, I'm going to have Dieter take, you know, because he's an outrage guy. He's got a couple fusions. So I'm going to have him He'll help me. He'll sort that thing right out for you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, thinking back on that fusion, I can't help but wonder. And I know that I checked it and I had Ed check it, but it seemed to me just by the way it crashed that that it was uh, correcting the wrong way. Mm. That's what it, it does kind of sound that way. Yeah. So, and it's, it's reasonable to think that that was a possibility just yeah. because of, again, where was your mind? Yeah, exactly. You were still in the 500, weren't you? No, my mind was the same place it was when I did not check for the servo horn, you know, mm. yeah. it was just, it yep. was in a place where I might've been hurried I just wanted to get the helicopter flying so quickly that I just overlooked some things, and uh, that was a bad thing to overlook. Gotta <laughs> so, get your mojo back, baby. I do, and 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 <laughs> and it was really kind of bothering me, you know, because because Ed even said today after that crash, he's like, "Well, why don't you fly the six hundred? And I was like, I, "I just the confidence is gone. It's not there." We'll get right it now. back. We'll get it back next weekend. I promise. Well, we better. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. How many? How many are you bringing? Uh, four. Okay, you got four. I got two. We'll get it back. Yeah, I've got the. <laughs> I've got. Let's see. I've got. Well, yeah, I've got the six hundred, the vibe, the Raptor thirty, which doesn't really count. Which we're going to be buddy boxing people on anybody who, if you happen to be coming to Othello, if you have a friend that ha doesn't fly, that is maybe interested. We're going to have several people there that are competent enough <laughs> to buddy box. That's exactly why I got that Raptor for that purpose only. Yep. So anybody, I don't care if you've never flown a helicopter, if your friends have never flown a helicopter, uh, we're going to buddy box. We're going to be buddy You're boxing. You're going to buy one now. Yeah. So, yep. Nice, slow Raptor. Thing. Couldn't ask for a better trip. So, Dan, uh, we've been talking a lot about nitros. I'm thinking I might want to get one. Oh, yeah? What are you thinking about? I was thinking about that Velocity N2. Yeah, that's a that sounds like a pretty good helicopter. You know, Bert's been making a lot of great changes over there. In particular, that main gear a lot of people were complaining about. They've got a new one. So, I, I think if you take a close look at that helicopter, I think you might find a product that you really like there, man. Sweet. I'll check it out. Outrage N2, available at a hobby shop near you. So anyway, let's talk a little bit, now that we've kind of gone over the downside of the hobby, let's talk a little bit about the fun we're going to have next weekend. So as you, most of you listeners know, the Othello Fun Fly is happening in Washington this next weekend. Uh, Dieter's going to be there. Nick's going to be there. Ed and I are going to show up. Our buddy Matthew's going to be there. You're going to ignore me all weekend? Yes. Thank God, a weekend without Jake. Finally. I know. <laughs> so we're going to go and uh, we're going to hang out. We're going to get there Thursday afternoon and uh, get some flying in. When the helicopters are all landed, we're going we're to crack open some beer and have a good time. I'm, lo I'm really looking forward to, to going. I'm Let's jealous. See. So here's, what, here's what's going to happen as far as the show next week. It's kind of it's going to be kind of a fun experiment because 
what we eventually would like to do with the nation is at larger events, show up, set up the audio equipment, set some mics out, and just kind of record essentially a live show. Now, that's not to say that it's going to be streamed because that, you know, generally these heli fields are in locations where that's just not possible. I mean, it takes a lot of bandwidth to stream a show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to set up some microphones and uh, we're just going to bullshit. It's going to have a different feel to it. Um, it's not going to, it's going to be just a quick edit and we're going to throw it on the server. We're going to let it run and see what happens. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to have six microphones set up. Just grab people. Come on, get behind the mic. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think that will be fun, yeah. So we won't have any internet. Oh, Jake, I wish you could be there. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Man, that would be awesome. One of these days, we'll figure it out yeah. somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if we could get Put more me on the magic school bus, bring me out. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so those guys that are generally on the show, because you know, obviously, we all live in different regions of the country. Uh, those that aren't there aren't going to be able to be on next week's show. So. Jake, Jake gets the week off next week. Yeah. <laughs> Better take advantage of it. Uh-huh. And, I will have the house myself. Yeah. Oh, you better have your own little fun fly up there then. Yeah, right? Wow. Maybe I will. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Fingers crossed, everyone. I- I'm really, 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 really hoping um, for everything to follow through and get this field up here. Tell us about it. How big of a field is it? It's big. We'll be able to have, you know, by, well, I guess that comes down to like the fun fly flying stations versus regular flying stations. Yeah. Fun flies, you, you know, you're flying in a pretty tight box, but I would say as far as fun fly goes, five flying stations, five to six, Yeah. all side by side, normal three to four flying stations. It's a good size field. It's really big. I've been flying there for a couple of years. It is public property uh, owned by the Parks and Rec Department. It, it's gotten so popular over the last couple of years that now, you know, when I was first going out there, it was me and one other guy. We'd get maybe the random car that would drive up and just sit and watch and talk to where now last weekend when we were out there, guy, there was... A, Six guys, seven, eight guys showed up out of nowhere, and I only knew half of them. Oh, yeah, I've got this. I've got that. Where the hell are all these people coming from? Yeah, no kidding, right? You know, and it's great. That's what we want. We've got all these people in this county that are flying helis, and we just can't seem to really get them together. There's a couple other, you know, RC, quote-unquote RC fields around. None of them are really heli-oriented, so... Me and a couple other guys just said, screw it, we're going to do it. Since this is already state-owned, it's got the layout for it. We have a ton of room. There's room enough to have a pretty large fun fly, you know, 50 to 60, I would say, parking spaces for cars. I mean, right at the field location. Yeah. Um, I want to go for it. So, so we've- where, where is it specifically, for those of us who aren't super familiar with the area you live in? It's in Bellingham. It's in Bellingham, Washington, just a little bit northwest of Bellingham. 
out right off the freeway. Maybe. Okay, so and Bellingham is Bellingham where? is way up northwestern Washington. Okay, way it, up is maybe it north fifteen of- minutes from the border of Canada. Okay, all right. All right so you're in Canada then, it, it pretty much, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have a flyaway, it may may cause an international instance. <laughs> Homeland, yeah, we've actually that was yeah. I was gonna do some FPV stuff up at the Linden Field, which is the town north, but we decided that we better keep it yeah. close. Yeah, it it would be yeah. bad. Yeah, but well, it's it just a great bad. opportunity, you know, for us to have the. It's really rare that you come across a situation where you have the land being already state owned. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, to the south of it is a trap and skeet club. So we don't really have to worry about making no, more noise than those guys do. Nice. And to the north of it is a huge, like, six or seven field soccer club. Okay. So it, it really is a recreation area. Very nice. And, yeah, last weekend we had six or seven guys flying. And then, you know, throughout the day there was usually about three, four, five, six cars just sitting out there watching. People absolutely fascinated. Here is something to keep in mind about that. Now, you know, we talked about the RC Hilly Nation migration fun fly. Okay, that that was kind of a joke, right? But we Mm -hmm. really are going to do one next year. Uh, Dieter is uh, trying to scope out some locations in his area. You know, I kind of would like to keep it closer to the Coeur d'Alene Spokane area just because... Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of the, it's kind of, well, it's easier for the few people, but, but frankly, there's more flyers, the more further west you go. That's just obviously because it's a higher population area. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, why are you laughing, Jake? <laughs> I'm laughing. That's funny. That's funny that, stuff. Sheep don't count. You're weird. So anyway, <laughs> so, you know, that might that that's location might be good for something like that. So. It would be it would be perfect for a fun fly. Yeah. Um I just we'll see. I I've just got, don't know. I don't know, you know, because the whole deal well I guess it doesn't necessarily matter where it ends up being as long as it's reasonably close. You know, I guess when you live out yeah. here in the middle of nowhere, reasonably close is is all relative, but Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's something. That, and as we get more information or more ideas about that, we'll definitely talk about it. Of course, that that's not gonna. That's next year. So, yeah. Uh, and I'll keep everyone posted. Yeah. You know, just for the local people in the area. I know we've got a lot of people that are that are listening in this area for sure. I mean, just an hour, what, hour and fifteen minutes south is the Snohomish Fun Fly, which gets over a hundred pilots every year. Yeah. I mean, Matt yeah. Botos comes, Todd Bennett, Nick Maxwell's coming this year, Tim Jones. Yeah. So it, it seems to be growing. The area is definitely growing. So yeah. if we got to come up a little more north, give more people places. You know, part of the reason why I would like to do it here, closer to here, is because I would like to see the, the hobby grow here. Not, not necessarily locally, but at least kind of regionally without having to go all the way over to the coast. It's tough. It is tough because there's just nothing there's, well, you know, I'm not convinced. I mean, look, Ed shows up out of the blue. He's into it. There's got to be more people that just don't know where to start or where to go. So, you have yeah. to just get out there. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had people show up out at the field. 
I'm sitting there flying, come back. Oh, hey, my name's so and so. Yeah, I've got a 600 and a 700. You're like, what? Yeah. W- where did you oh, come Where are they? <laughs> yeah. Get them out of here. Come on. Oh, okay. Well, I just didn't know anyone. If I had a dollar for every time I heard, I didn't know anyone else flew. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. And this isn't exactly out in the middle of nowhere up here. So, I mean, I, I think that unless you're in Orlando, unless you're in Indiana or Las Vegas, you know, or maybe Arizona, you've got to, if you want it, make it. Yeah. Yep. I agree completely. I agree completely. So, Jake, did you have something you wanted to talk about? Well, no. He, uh, Nick had mentioned some Nightblade do-it-yourself kits earlier. I wanted details. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll be all set up for uh, night flying at Othello. I did it last year at Sinhomish. Um, just, you know, I've always made my own for the canopy and tail and all that good stuff. And last year, I flew some edge blades. That ended up, thank you, Mitch Pricer, the spectacular, by the way. <laughs> my, my 4700 was kind of the, was kind of the uh, town bicycle, if you will. Uh-huh. The, town, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the town pump. <laughs> yep, everyone <laughs> took a ride. And we, we found out, I had set it up, I had a spare T-Rex, the 800 stretch boom yeah. that I bought just to try for fun. So I thought, ah, oh, well, I'm night flying, you're not usually flying as hard as you are during the day. I'll slap that on there. It'll be all good to go. Well, it was good to go for the majority of the pilots. And then Mitch Pricer did a fantabulous mile-high tail slide. And it, it and did it right off the deck. And it boom struck. Pieces went everywhere. <laughs> it was so freaking cool. Was I mean, it, it was awesome. Did, did we get it on video? <laughs> No, we didn't, uh, but it, it was spectacular. But at yeah. any rate, so this year, um, I'm going to try. I have not done them yet, but I'm giving it a shot. Uh, Perfect Regulators has a, they're, it's called the Night Stalker kit, and it's kind of like a DIY night blade. So I've got those on my Maverick G5 fly barless blades, the VSTs. So we'll he- see how that goes. Yeah. Just, Actually, it was just yeah. Let me on. know because I, I definitely I've been looking for that because I mean my five hundred is going to be night fly just for fun, mm-hmm. and well, it's pretty impossible to find anything for five hundred. So yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm real adamant about my helis flying consistently, and that mm-hmm. was one thing that I noticed flying it last year at the Snohomish Fun Fly was that I'd be out all day flying and then I'd slap on the snipe blades. And it just flew a lot differently. And I didn't feel as comfortable bringing it, you know, as, as close to the deck as I would like to. Whereas if they're my normal blades that I normally fly every day, I know how it's going to react. So then you can have a little more fun. Speaking yeah. of uh, perfect regulators. Perfect. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of uh, looking forward to trying some of those out. I got uh, a regulator coming for my Nitro. Uh, we're going to going to give them a test and kind of see what uh, all the hubbub's about. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And for those of you who are interested in checking some of those out, just head over to perfectregulators.com and uh, see what you think. Of course, uh, Nick is is partial to Perfect Regulators. So I am. I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. But it's with, it's with good due cause. 
I've had nothing but reliability with them. And everybody that knows me dealing with the P-Stacks and just everything in general, I'm a big redundancy fan and, you know, consistent. It's just got to be consistent. It's got to be consistent. And no crashes for stupid reasons. That's how I mm-hmm. like to. Ugh. That's how I like to do it, and that's why I've stuck with you know with their stuff. So let's see, Facebook. I've noticed Facebook. it's kind of picked up a little bit in the last few days. We're up to like a thousand thirty-eight. Nice. So keep yeah. that up. Um, I guess uh, respectively, though, the three of us should start being a little more <laughs> active. I was looking at it tonight, and the last post we made was for the last week's show. <laughs> so. Yeah. Maybe we should start being a little more proactive there. I okay. did. I did add a uh, and you guys take get on there and, and let us know. I added an events section to our show forum. Uh, oh yeah, I gotta go fill in some of that. We yeah, about that. you know, don't be shy. Uh, we don't care if it's uh, whatever. You know, some event uh, you'd like to. You know, and we'll, what we'll probably do at some point uh, is actually mention those events on the show. So uh, as they come close to happening, so. Let us know. Let us know what you got going on in your area. You never know. Might be able to pique some interest in some people in your neck of the woods that might want to show up. Yeah, and everyone should still dig in, and you got to do a little digging to find it, but we're still there on Heli Free. Come in and say hi. Yes. I noticed it's it's gotten pretty quiet because we're buried. Yeah, we are. We're, we're buried, but we're happy to be there. I mean, you know. That's all right. Yeah. It's all good. It's just another way to... Uh, to get in touch with us if you'd so desire. But if you wanted to get in touch with me, you can do that at dan at rchelynation.com. Dot com. You can also reach me at the forums, Dan K. Reed. Oh, one thing I would like to mention is uh, one of our listeners, uh, you guys know him as Chris, CR Models. He's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sent me a text today, and he's on his mm-hmm. way to the Bahamas to get married. Get married. Congratulations, dude. You'll probably be... Long gone and in wedding bliss uh, when this show is released, but uh, I'm sure you'll pick it up when you get back. And um, the oh only- no, he's listening to it over there. You know, he is. <laughs> you know. The only thing I have to say is another fallen brother. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Sad day in the heli community. <laughs> so, congratulations, congratulations, dude. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I wish you guys the best. Uh, Maybe we should apologize to her because you know she's going to be another heli widow ahead so. of time. We could just. I apologize for all the stuff that I'm going to say that's going to get your husband in trouble for the next year. <laughs> Speaking of heli widows, uh, Jake has come up with an idea, and we're going to try to capitalize on it and see if we can get a few wives on the show. Now, we have a few people in mind. And we will be in touch. <laughs> Not mine. And here's the idea. I, those shows, if the if if the ladies that are involved in that show are somehow involved with, you know, the hosts of the show, maybe what we'll do is not let those particular hosts show up for that show, <laughs> and get the real uh, deal, get the real scoop. I don't like where you're going with it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, yep. We're gonna try to get Jake's wife on. Um, we're gonna talk to a few other higher profile people. Um, see if we can get their wives on and uh, maybe we can get Chris's wife on after she gets back. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so That's just kind of a fun idea. I, you know, is it going to happen? You know, it takes, uh, you know, let's face it. These, these, these women don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't, they're like, whatever. Yep. My wife yep. hates this. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, they'll be like, Ugh, why would I want to go on your silly little helicopter show? What's, you know. Uh, anyway, Jake, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You can't. That's good, because I don't want to. <laughs> uh, no, um, email me, jake at rchelynation.com, or catch me on the site Instant Messenger. That's probably the best way to do it. And Jake is wrenching on his goblin in the background there. I'm sure you guys can hear him clinking and clanking. Clink, clank, clink, clank. Carbon fiber on glass and aluminum. <sighs> ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, this way would be Nick at Um All the forums or the um, our forum. Instant Messenger would be NWM Tech. Yeah, stop by, say hi. Well, guys, that was episode number 35. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And we will catch you again next Monday. Have a good week. Peace. Oh, right to the mommy-daddy button. Oh, my God. (laughs) Was that your Scottish (laughs) accent, dude? No, that was not my Scottish accent. That's kind of what I, I don't have a Scottish accent. I'm from New York. Yeah, we know well, that. I think you just found one, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Kind of a bastardized version of a Scottish accent. Right in the mummy's daddy's button. Shot Connery dying. <laughs> 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 <laughs>